So it's the Torah just starts with a very fascinating parsha. It's a difficult, really a difficult Indian to understand, and I'm going to bring it up really almost not unfairly. I'm going to bring it up without going into it much. I'm really bringing it up for a side for a side factor. I ask Mechila not to go into the parsha itself. We can't learn Kol Kula in five minutes. And the truth is that the parish itself needs explanation, needs understanding. And it's something I don't wanna I don't wanna go into. It's mess there's so much to think about. The beginning of Parsha's Kisait say I avoided it this Shabbos. I didn't feel we can go into that sugya, and I apologize now. I do the fact that it will elicit questions by us is healthy. It's important to have questions. I won't answer all the questions right now, but I want to bring up the parsha really for a side in Yosef. The parsha, of course, is the parsha of Yifas Tayer. The parsha of Yifas Tayer is this amazing mitzvahs. Klal Yisrael goes to war, and the yid captures he captures somebody in the war. And amongst the captives, he sees an Ashes Yifas Tayer. He sees a lady who he's attracted to. The Toba. And he has a cheshek, he has a desire for this girl. He brings her, so the Torah Daisha allows him to marry her, but it has conditions how he has to marry her. He brings her to his house, he has to shave her hair, and he has to let her nails grow for one month. And then afterwards, the Torah is matir him to live with her. Amazing sugya of Yifas Tayer. That's the first, the first parsha, the first parsha in this week's in parsha's kisei in the past week's parsha is the sugya of Yifas Tayer. This lady that he's allowed to marry, that he's allowed to marry because he's allowed to marry, captures him. Where Chazal tell us a line like Dibra Tayer A person in Sumitzius has a Yitzhahara. He has to work with his Yitzhahara, knowing he has a Yitzhahara, and the Torah makes a certain head. He brings her into his house for one month. He, she she shaves her head. She grows her nails, and then the Torah says, "Matir to marry this this isha." The next parish in the Torah says, "Kisiena leishte nashim." The next parish speaks of somebody has two wives. One he likes, one he dislikes. And they give birth to children. The wife he likes better and the wife he likes less. The Ahuva and the Snuah. And it says if the Bukhar is from the Snuah, so the Torah says you can't be Mivakir the Ben Ahuva. So the Torah speaks about you can't make, even though you have one wife he likes better than the other. But if Lemaise, the Bukhar is from the Snuah, too bad, he gets Pishnayim. He gets double portion. You have no power to make the wife you like better, her son get pishnayim, get a double portion. So it speaks about a man who has two wives, a beloved wife, and a wife who's not so beloved. Then the Torah speaks about a sugya of a ben soyer a wayward child. This child, these, these parents have this child who's a really bad kid. He's a zaylal v'sayveh. 
He's unbelievably attached to Elam he's, he, he's, he lives like an animal. He doesn't live with a, a life of sincerity, a life of Eidus Hashem. And it speaks about this Ben Seir and Meirah, this wayward child who you have to kill. The Gemara says, according to one man, it never happened, a Ben Seir and Meirah, but it speaks about this wayward child. So three parishes back to back to back. The first parish in the Torah is Yifas Tayar, a pretty wife in war that somebody sees this lady is attracted to. She's a guy, and the Torah speaks. There is a way to marry her. A second parish in the Torah speaks about a person that has two wives, one he likes, one he dislikes, and a third parish is a wayward child. Says Rev Hirsch, the lesson of the Torah in putting together the position of the Torah that the Torah puts all these parishes back to back to back is to teach a person the following lesson. Certainly it is normal in choosing a wife to care that she is pretty. That is normal, expected, and nothing wrong at all. But says Rev Hirsch, if a person only looks at that Metzius and doesn't look at anything else, all he cares is she pretty, and he's not smart enough to look at other parts of a person, the mental health of a person, the midas of a person, the goodness, the quality of a person. The Torah purposely puts together that he's going to have an ish, that he has a wife who's a snua. The next parish is having a wife who he dislikes, and the parish afterwards is having a ben soyer moira, a wayward child. And the Torah is telling us really in order that if a person doesn't look at other things, that you fast tire, all he's thinking about is she's pretty, he's attracted. That's all he's thinking about, the physical attraction. It's going to lead to have an Isha Snua, to have a hated wife. It's something that for the moment, yes, it looks attractive, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be attractive. I care, there'd be something wrong. Don't marry from, you're supposed to be attracted. But the fact that there's no thoughts about other aspects of the person, is the person a healthy person? Is the person a sincere person? Is the person a strong person? Is the person somebody, a true, authentic Eved Hashem? So the fact that there's no thoughts of those areas is going to lead to have an Isha Snua, a hated wife. And then Rev Hirsch says, if somebody has a wife he dislikes, Hashem Yerachim, does not Shalom bias, it leads to wayward children. It leads to children, that's the next parsha, Kiel Ish Ben Sayur in general, in general, Rabbi said, I like the word, I like to think about the word mission. I think too often people function without a sense of mission. We, all of us, have missions on this earth. Every day we read Aleinu, we say, that our job, we have this worldly mission to make the world a godly place. I think, this, I think in, in terms of thinking of our missions, all of us have a mission to build an unbelievable home. When a Bachar walks into Yeshiva, one of the first things I think about, about this Bachar, my aspirations and hope, is that he builds a beautiful home of Torah. I want it to be said, somebody once said on a Talmud of Repam, somebody once told me on Talmudim of Repam, I've seen it actually in numerous places, Repam pushed hard that his Talmudim always learn an hour a day, no matter what. 
No matter what, and that's like the hallmark of a Talmud of Rapam, is there's no such thing as the guy doesn't have a Seder for an hour. There's no such thing every day that the guy doesn't have a Seder for an hour. I always am misfollowed that the hallmark, that Kimat, I'm misfollowed, not, not as opposed to that. There are many things you want. Certainly in Yeshiva Rabbi say they're all different Bachram, and nobody's trying to make a mold. Everybody's going to look different, can have a different form of Avodis Hashem. I'm always misfollowed, I dive into Hashem. And I hope that we do enough in Yeshiva that it should be recognizable in Yeshiva that a guy's a good husband and a good father. It should be, yeah, yeah, he learned in the Yeshiva there. It should be a midah, each one in his own type of home he builds, with his own frumkai, with his own madragas, that's for sure. But the hallmark of a bachar in Yeshiva, it should be nicker on him that he learned in Yeshiva by the way he's a good husband and a good father. I think it has to be spoken more often, that's our mission. Probably the main mission everybody here has in their life. Certainly not the only mission. Certainly, certainly, certainly we have other missions. Missions of Limerat Torah, missions of teaching Torah, missions of inspiring others out of the home. The home is not our only mission, but it's our greatest mission. Our great Avram Avinu, who is a person who is in care of the whole world, Amazingly, one of the most unbelievable psukim in the entire Menachem. Avram Avinu was a man of accomplishment. He was Mekar of tens of thousands. That's not my Russian, tens of thousands. The Rambam Hilchas Deus says about Avram Avinu that he was Mekar of tens of thousands. People picture an old man, Mekar of a few, is way off. Avram Avinu was Mekar of tens of thousands. Not ten thousand, many ten thousands. Avram was Mekar of. So if you want to look at Ramavinu's accomplishments, unbelievable accomplishments, yet the Torah Torah says about Avram Avinu, Ki Yadativ. You know why I love him? Ki Yadativ. Hashem tells us, you know why I love him? I'm interested in hearing why Avram is Avram Ahuvi. Avram is the beloved of Hashem. Avram is the one we say every single day, every year. It's Mogin Avraham, the greatest year who ever lived. It's instructive to know why Hashem loves him. And Hashem says, Ki Yodativ. You want to know why I love him? L'mana sh'yitzav es banov and es b'nei b'esay achrav l'asay stako mishpat. Because he's mechanach his family properly. With all his idealism and all Avram Avinu's arenas of success in Yiddishkeit, all his missions, but the mission that makes him most beloved by Hashem is Mechanech, his Mishpacha. He's good to his family. He teaches his family to go B'derech Hashem. That's why I say, I don't make it up, that perhaps it's our greatest mission in life is to raise a Torah true home. The main... From the main ingredients to a Torah true home is tranquility, is shalom bias. There's an amazing Gemara in Gittin. Amazing Gemara in Gittin. The Gemara says that you're supposed to say in your house, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, a Yid is supposed to make sure, Eshartem, did you take off Meiser? He reminds his family to be Ma'aser, the Paris, you can't do it on Shabbos. Eravtem. Did you make an Erev? He reminds his family to make an Erev. He's mitzavah, his wife, to light an air Shabbos. He's, he's giving the from instructions in his home. Says the Gemara Yankov, all these three things, the Gemara Davzayin and Gittin, all these three things, you have to say it calmly, without stress. 
amazing Gemara. I would have said the reason you should say it calmly, Ruvain, all these from instructions, the reason you should say it calmly is because I would have said you should say it calmly because Cass is usher. You should have Midas Tavis. The Gemara says, it's not the Pshat. The Gemara says the reason you should say calmly is in order they should accept it. The words of Chachamim are heard when they're said People listen to words that are said softly, happily, positively. The words go in much deeper. The words The words of Chachamim are heard And the Gemara in Gittin says that if he gives the instructions, the religious instructions in his home, if he says it softly and kindly, so then the words go in. If he says it, if he says it too harsh, and a sense of stress, the words don't go in. I'll tell you a funny story, Rabbi Say. I, in, in the summer, Samzaychi to teach younger children. During the, during the Amzaychi to learn Torah B'chavrusa with with older Bochum, ever like this. In the summer for years, I taught coming out of seventh, coming out of eighth, coming out of ninth, I taught younger grades. So, I try very hard in the summer. I'm not, a, I'm not from the big screamers. We're learning, every single day we're learning. One day I felt that the matzav, every day we're learning Gishmak. One day I felt the matzav in the room, I felt the matzav in the room was a little too lebedic, and it needed a quieting down. So I, I, I hadn't yelled all summer, Baruch Hashem, but that day I gave a good shout. I gave a good shout. I was like, I screamed at them, excuse me. So the guys, they weren't used, they weren't ready to be shouted at. I could tell you that everybody was quiet, they were scared, it was like, whoa, screaming. And I honestly felt the worst shear I said all summer was after that shout. They were all quiet. But I saw there was no, in, in order to learn Torah, the Gemara says, the Gemara tells us that the, the Amiram used to start they start with a joke. When I was younger, I thought a good speech, the speaker screamed and yelled. He was screaming and yelling, Rabbi like, 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 you know, this is fire. I thought those were the best speeches. The older I get, if the room's laughing and calm, I think thing goes, things go in deeper. If I have a choice, two speakers to bring to Yeshiva, I'll bring both. But as long as you have a fire, he's shouting and yelling, and Bachram are even quiet and listening. Whoa! I think the tenseness stops things from going in deep. If I had a choice to be fiery or funny, it's not always an option, you're not always funny. But I hear a person who can make it a, a geshmaka matzav in the room. A good laughter, and the oilum's engaged and relaxed. I think it goes deeper into the neshama than if the room's fiery. I could tell you when I said to guys, "Excuse me," well, they were. I saw nothing was going in. They were too tense. Torah doesn't go in like that. Learning needs a certain calmness, a certain yishevadas. A certain settling that learning needs, and then the Torah can go in deeply. When a person has that Yishavadas, the Torah, yeah, lefty next to righty, it's an old problem. When the, the, 
But a person has a certain calmness, the Torah goes in deeply. And the Gemara there says it, Mamish, the Gemara in Gittin. It says, say it b'nichusa, say it calmly, in order that your word should be accepted. If you say it calmly, it goes into people. It is unbelievable to see in homes that are stressful, the job of a home, we give over to our children Torah. Torah tzivolanu Moshe. The word my Russia doesn't mean Yerusha. My Russia means that which we're obligated, a heritage. That which we're obligate, obligated to give over to future generations. My Russia, Akilas Yaakov. It's our obligation to give it over to future generations. A child who grows up in a stressful home, all his associations with Ruchnius are stressful. He thinks about Shabbos, he has a negative feeling to Shabbos. He thinks about Torah as a negative feeling to Torah. He thinks about all the Dvarim Ruchniyim as a negative feeling. Our obligation and our mission in life that a Bachar your age already has to start thinking about is producing a Torah home. A beautiful home of sincerity. Authentic Yiddishkeit. Towards that end, the person has to start thinking at your age of making him that himself, that person that can build such a home. What's necessary in such a home is a partner, a like-minded partner, is a lady, a lady who as well is a sincere person, is a person also who wants to build such a precious home. They have a shared mission of building a home, a husband and a wife. A shared mission. Rev Hirsch speaks about marrying. Certainly he's a ladder. He's a ladder. A ladder. Certainly should have taiva. That's normal, expected, and perfectly fine. Attraction is fine. But it should be a sense of mission, of building a beautiful home. I think it's not spoken about enough today. Unfortunately, by the Goyish world, the institution of marriage is destroyed. And death enters our windows. It's become something that people don't realize, that it's a mission. It's a life's mission from the most important missions of our lives. If, if we're, we're B'nai Avram and Hashem says, I like Avram Avinu for the home he built. Because he made a home that taught his children to be sincere Yidden. It is from the greatest missions everybody here has. I want it to be something, right? Cast them out. Minute one, a guy walks into a shear, already talks about what type of husband a person should be. Make sure you have good midas. Make sure you're good to the, your roommates. Make sure you're good to people in a dorm. And I have met Bachram. In general, I'm into a Bachram dorming at 16. I, I have people come to me to come to Yeshiva, ninth and 10th grade. My friend called me early in the process. I'm sending my son to ninth grade. I didn't meet the kid. I said, no, you're not. He's coming in 11th. So ninth graders should go away. I'm not saying 100% rule. We have ninth and 10th graders here who should be here. And in general, in the Yeshiva, you should know in the Yeshiva in general, in general, the yeshiva is a place that I always call, we're not an out-of-town yeshiva. We're quasi out-of-town. It's not by accident. You're home every other Shabbos. And don't go to other people's house to off Shabbos. Go to your parents' home. A bacher should be home. should be with his tata. He should be with his mama. Very important. Go home. Don't go to friends. If you have you go home. You're with your mishpacha. But um, nonetheless, a guy goes to a dorm yeshiva. It's difficult to adjust. All of a sudden, you have to put up with the Baruch Hashem Gishmaka people, but you also have the annoying guy you have to put up with. The guy's a little messy. This guy, each guy with his annoying habits, this guy goes to sleep late. All the annoying things you have to put up with, it's good for a person's midas. 
It's good for a person's midas. And your main job in life, from your main jobs for certain, and maybe your main job, according to that Pasuk, perhaps if we're right, is to build a special home. It's learning to be tolerant. One of, the, one of the biggest midas you'll need to build a special home is to learn to have tolerance, to be a mevater. My mother has hanging on our fridge from Reb Shach. She says, My whole life I was mevater. I heard from a Talmud of Shach recently there was 105 and he was nefter. That's a long kol yomai. All my life is, I was mevater. I gave in a certain patience, savlonus. To be a patient person, a deeply patient person who serve others. Savlanus is patience. The Messiah Sisharim says, Anova, that great madrig of humility, one of the things is to be soival, is to have savlanus. It's to be a patient person who puts up with the next person, who tolerates the next person. People get frustrated in the dorm. It's excellent tachana. At a certain point, the bacher should move into a dorm. And he should have to be, learn to be tolerant, to have savlanus for other people, to be patient, to put up. I have a chiddush, Aryeh. I'll tell you a funny chiddush. A guy once told me that my roommates talk at night and I can't sleep. Just yesterday, bacher was complaining that his roommate talks very loudly and it stops him from sleeping. So I didn't say anything to the bacher. But a few years back, a guy told me that my roommate talks and it stops me from sleeping. So I had a big kasha. I'm loud in sheer. I'm not such a good summer day and give a very quiet sheer. I just talk very loudly in sheer. This bacher would sleep like a, he would sleep like a baby during my sheer. Imamish would sleep like a baby, so I had a kasha on the guy. His roommate, his roommate, he tells me he can't sleep. Because his roommate is making too much noise. I start talking, I put him to sleep. It must be something that the quality of my voice. Then Mamish, I knock him out right away. So I was Yoyri Rabbi Yaakov, I told him the following Shadasha. I told him it's not your roommate that's keeping you up, it's your bad me that are keeping you up. I hold it's Emmas, I'll explain. Your roommate doesn't keep you up, your bad me do. Why is that? The reason you're keeping up is your cast. Chutzpah is talking when I want to sleep. He's making noise, you're all mad. I can tell you Shabbos afternoon if I get time to sleep. So I love sleeping near where my kids are fighting. I try to sleep on the couch because the noise is so pleasant. I'm busy all week. I don't always get to hear the fights. So Shabbos, I love the noise. It's so pleasant. They're fighting. I'm sitting like a fight on top of my head. It's a schmack. You sleep, the noise is pleasant. I don't say a chutzpah, you're fighting. They're supposed to fight. They're home if I never write. The guy is kept up during my shear, he sleeps like a baby. He can't sleep. he's not stewing a chutzpah, Kalish is talking. I never heard a guy in the middle of shear say, Kalish, pipe down. You have a right. You're in the front. You have a right. You're in the front. You have a right to speak. The terrorist is, when you're not full, and you're sitting in that room, you're not falling asleep. It's not the noise that's keeping you up. It's your meat destroys. That you have no savlonus. That you have no patience for us. I don't say, by the way, if you're the talker, be quiet. I'm not saying talk loudly and tell people too bad. It's your bad midas. Each one has their achrayis. The talker has an achrayis to be quiet. It's one in the morning. But the other guy has, has to learn a little savlana. See, your roommate's talking. Boys will be boys. People talk, chill out, and sleep. You'll sleep like a baby. Work on your midas. You'll see you sleep fine. It's not your roommate keeping you up. It's your bad midas keeping you up.
because you all fatainet and fabisser, they are chutzpah, make a taste. If you relax, he has a right to talk, it'll be pleasant. I know people that they, they play noises, they play fan noise. I have a friend who can't fall asleep without a fan noise. See, either during the middle of the winter, he has a fan away, he likes the pleasant noise of the fan. It puts him, your roommate's voice should be like a therapeutic balm to help you sleep, Pasha. He talks and say, Do you sleep nicely? It's only because you're mad at chutzpah, he doesn't care about me, all your tightness. So you need this voice. In a dorm, Rabbi say you learn good midas. You learn savlanas. A bacher told me this summer, and I felt also that many, I have learned, I have learned unbelievable things from the bacherim. I have learned. I, I'm a Talmud, I'm, I'm a Talmud, I'm a Waterbury Talmud. And I've learned unbelievable, and a Bakr, I was talking this summer to a very, very impressive Ben Torah. A guy who's a Masmid, it's a beautiful davener, Midas, a Sholem in every area. And we were talking, and you know what he said, one of the biggest gains he got in Yeshiva here? I was so moved by it, because we were talking about everything he got, and this guy got a lot of stuff, and is not an exaggerator. It was very moving to hear what he felt his biggest gain in Yeshiva was. Do you know he said, I don't remember if he said his biggest gain or one of his biggest gains. And this is a guy who sits and learns a masmid, is a davener, is a balmidus. He said one of the biggest gains he got is tolerance. It's tolerance, not to put down another person, to accept, to be patient, to validate others. He said it's one of the biggest gains he got in Yeshiva. He said to all different Bachram, all different types. And a Bachar comes and it's Taka Chiddush. In the same Yeshiva you have a guy, it's a Chiddush, I admit it and I like it. In the same Yeshiva you have a guy sitting and learning Yoyman Valayla. It's pounding, learning, finishing the Mesechta, learning every Rajba, Mamish, Arangatan learning. Beside there, he's, he's not, he doesn't Shemzuch. He has another guy, he's a 10th grader, comes in a tank top, the guy, Geshmak, a guy. The guy has his cool one, he has a nice necklace, a chai, whatever it may be. Beside there, says Vos. Learn to be tolerant, to have savlonis, to have patience, to have acceptance, to have understanding. This guy told me he's one of his biggest gains in Yeshiva. He learned to be a savlon. He told me before he came to Yeshiva, if he saw somebody smoking, he despised the guy. He said he doesn't hold any more of smoking. He just holds more of hidden, he told me. He told me he sees the guy smoking, he hopes he stops smoking and he loves the person. He told me that he gained in Yeshiva Savlonis. Beautiful, what a Kenyan, what an acquisition that he learned to be soivel, to accept the person, to have patience. He's ready to get married, such a guy. He has Savlonis, he has patience. He can be soivel others, he puts up with others. I remember, I remember that a Yid spoke, a Yid spoke of Ezi in Yeshiva. A Yid spoke and he said, at the, when he said it, it impressed me, Rabbi Yisai. He said he has one child who's completely the opposite of himself. And he spoke in Yeshiva, probably in Rav Zisha's times. He's this Baal Musa, tremendously intelligent Yid, he said he has one child who's the exact opposite of himself. And he was describing how hard it is to have a child who's very different than you, completely different than you. And he, he was talking about this aspect of having a child. The older I get, it's like a little funny to me. I don't know if that person chapped or didn't chap. Everybody has a child who's different than themselves. Everybody. I haven't met a Yiddish family. You have a nice number of children. And amongst them, you know, everybody has a child who's just very different than themselves. And you learn savlonus. 
You learn to be a savlon. You learn to be accept. You learn to come out of yourself. You learn to be a bigger person, a broader person. I want to tell you something like this, Rabbi Say. The Torah, please listen to this. The Torah doesn't speak in exaggerations. You know, a speaker wants to get people's attention. They say extreme statements they don't believe in, but it draws attention. So they say extreme, it's a normal thing speakers do. I was once yoyred, there's something called a literal thinker. There's something called a literal thinker, that everything they hear, they don't know how to filter it. All of us here are listening to a speech, you know how to like filter it. But say that he's saying it that, he doesn't really mean it. They're literal thinkers who take everything literal. They, they don't get humor, they don't get, they don't get like sarcasm, sarcasm, sarcasm. They, don't, they don't get humor, they don't get jokes, they're very literal thinkers. When they hear speakers, speakers always speak in extremes to draw attention. That person just takes it literally. So, the Torah Doish Rabbi Say doesn't is different MS Yosef. The Torah Doish is cool and true. It doesn't say things to draw attention. Reb Miller once said that what's the difference in Ben Franklin and, and Shleim Melech Lahavdil Infinite Abdullahs? But Reb Miller wanted to explain Ben Franklin had a lot of wise statements, and Shleim Melech has the wisest statements in Mishlei. He said that Shleim Melech everything's completely MS. That's all he cared. Ben Franklin wants to sound smart. The important part was like the flow of the line. It should sound cool. Shloim HaMel is completely MS. Ben Franklin sounds good. There could be some truths also, but the Iker thing should sound good. The Torah doesn't say extremes. It says truth. There's a Mishnah that bothers me that seems to be very extreme. The Mishnah says, Eina Captain Malamid. A captain means a rigid person is not a Rebbe. Eina captain melamed. A rigid person is not a Rebbe. It bothered me, Akasha. It should say, Asr lemelamed, Leo's captain. A Rebbe shouldn't be a captain, rigid. A captain's a rigid person. Should say a Rebbe can't be rigid. It, says a, 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 it doesn't say this. It says, Eina captain melamed. He's not a Rebbe. Yes, see, what do you mean? He has a salary for Rebbe. He calls himself Rabbi. Ask him, introduce himself. I am Rabbi Schwartz. Nice to meet you. He calls himself Rabbi. What do you mean? He ain't not Captain Melamed. His Nishkin Rebbe. He, but, he, but he is. But, but he is. What do you mean? Such an extreme statement. You know, people say, my, my, my mother-in-law is a Balash Chufa. When she was thinking about becoming from... Before she was about becoming from, she was a secular person. She read in a book, anybody who does a certain thing is not a Jew. So she called this particular rabbi who wrote this in a book, and she said, is it true that anybody who does this is not a Jew? So he said, yes. So she's a college student. So she screams into the phone, yippee! She hangs up the phone on the guy. She was all excited, you're not a Jew. He said something so stark. Any, so it's such a stark line. What a fierce line. But there's the Torah, every word is true. If you're rigid, you're not a Rebbe. The art of being a Rebbe, the art of being a Rebbe is learning a new person. Completely coming at rigidity is your own way of looking at it. Your own wants. Your own box. You have no shaykhs to teaching another yid. If you can't adjust, you can't learn, you can't understand that person, you have no shaykhs to being a Rebbe. Our job in raising a mishpacha is to come out of ourselves. 
It makes us larger, bigger, more understanding. We have to learn our children. It's the greatest act of e-kaptonus, of not being rigid, of being open-minded, of being understanding of another person, another situation, that all of a sudden, somebody so close, a child, and you're understanding new challenges, new arenas, new areas, it makes a person great. We need savlanus, one of the ingredients. We need to build a beautiful home. Savlanus, patience with a wife, patience with our children. To become a bigger, better person. I beg guys your age. I beg you. We all have a mission to build a home. A beautiful home of tire of sincerity. One of the main ingredients you're going to need is to, be, is to have savlanus. Is to learn to be accepting and understanding. To really have developed midas of savlanus. It's one of the things you're going to need. Rev Hirsch said in this week's parasha that this home that starts being built just by attraction without a sense of mission it leads to having a wife that he dislikes because it's not a sh- the main thing that bonds a husband and wife together the main thing is the shared mission the sense of shared mission you're building a beautiful home together each with their roles that shared mission creates a tremendous bond this husband and wife was completely just based on attraction and there was no sense of shared mission there's, a, there's all of a sudden a snoo in the house there's a despised wife now there's a snoo there's not Shalom in the house. There's not Shalom in the house. Now Chas V'Shalom leads to a Ben Sayer the way we're a child. The child that's off. Our Achrayas one day is to have a beautiful, calm, sincere, happy home. I love the picture. There's a, there's a Mechanech who by nature is known as a very tough Mechanech. He's, a, he's some more of a rigid type of man. I always try to visualize this. He told me he has very special children. So I, I was there with another person and we asked him what his trick in Chinuch is. So he was talking about making a happy home. He describes coming over. I can't even picture because he's a shtickle rigid guy. He's a shtickle stiff person. So I can't even picture it. He described throwing off your jacket when you're getting home and just jumping around your house singing and dancing. I always try to picture this guy doing this, but it just doesn't seem to fit him. But the chiv of making a happy, positive home. Everything we want to give over to our families, when it's tranquil and calm, is the ripe environment to give over all the ideals we want to give over. The precious Torah that we have to offer our children, the precious way of life. You know the Nisayin, a kid grows up, if you have in Yeshiva a kid, you send two kids to Yeshiva. One, one kid grew up in a home of beauty happiness, and he goes to Yeshim and he learns Torah, the same Torah that he inherited from his parents. To be Avdei Hashem, it's precious by him. You take another child, every association with Yom Tovim, with Shabbos, with Torah, is negative, because the home is stressful. It's not Besimcha, it's not, it's not Erlich, it's not Geshmak, it's not comfortable. It's not a vibrant, beautiful home. You're now difficult as Nisayan becomes to remake new associations with Ruchnias. Our job, Rabbi, say every single guy here and think about it. It says, Every chassid already at young ages is supposed to daven for a good zivug. Calls it a chassid. I think Pshad in that chazal. It says early, very early, you should be davening for a zivug. 
I wonder that Pshad and Chazal, that you're davening for a zivug very early, is very early you're doing efforts, established already, to make sure you have, you, you, you have the proper home. The tefillah is one aspect of what you're doing at very young age is worrying. At your age, you know you're supposed to daven for a good zivug already? Pashat. You're 17, 18. You're supposed to be davening. Hashem, let me get a good shidduch. But Avad and davening for a good shidduch is Chazal telling us that the Ishtadlis begins in ways of learning more savlanis. If I'm not fully patient to work on being patient, if I see cast in me, if I see cast, work on the cast. If you're a guy who gets angry on the court, on the court is exactly tied with Erev Shabbos in your house. If you have any anger left on the court, if you have any anger left on the court, you have to work on it quick, quick, quick as a chana for marriage. That that court, that's that frenzy that the court builds up in you. That's erev Shabbos in your house, wow. two hours to Shabbos when not, nobody took a shower yet. It's the same. It's the same emotional time. Work on midas. Work on Savlanis. Your annoying roommate is not going to look different. That annoying guy in your apartment who won't be quiet. Your little kid's going to be catching three in the morning also louder than that guy, I assure you. Learn Savlanis. Learn patience. Work on your midas. This is the mission of everybody here. I want it to be a hallmark, Yankov. Menachem, I want it to be a hallmark, Yosef, of a, ta- a guy learned here. No Talmud Yeshiva is not going to be, I tell Bachram, I ask guys, does somebody marry? He can ask. I ask guys who learn Yeshiva. One of the first questions I ask guys, a guy calls me, we haven't spoken in a year, two years, months. Are you a good husband? You're being a good husband, you're being a good father. It has such value for our mission in life. To be a husband who thinks about his mishpacha. The Pasuk in Mishlei says, Goimel nafsha yishchesed. Somebody, Rashi says, nafsha is mishpachtai. Somebody who is good to his family is a man of kindness. People want to do idealism all around the world. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you like this. A guy goes to the store and he, and he finds a nice Danish and he wants to bring it to everybody in the world, to every honey. Bring it to your wife. Bring it to your child. A man is good to his children, to his family. He's a man of kindness. Certainly be good to other people in the world. Don't forget your family. Don't forget your mishpacha. People look for a girl. I, remember when you go in Shaduch and Yaakov. People look for a girl who's a, who's a kind person, chesed. So they hear she does chesed at this nursing home. She does chesed at this hospital. High lifeline. Forget all these things. Is she good to her brothers? She good to her brothers. Is she good to her mama? Is she good to her tata? Find out she's good to her siblings. All the other stuff, that's not how you look. That's Shloyer about the smartest man who ever lived. So you want to check if a person is a person of kindness. Goimel nafshoy. I tell you all, Rabbi, say, you want to be a better spouse one day? Be good to your brothers now. Be good to your brothers. Call up your brother. Give chizuk to your brother. Encourage him. Take your brother out. People want to do all the chasatim in the world. Be good to your mishpacha. Goyim al nafsha A man of kindness is good to his family. Don't, don't, don't look away from your brother, from your baser. From your flesh and bones. La locha, a guy called me up. Very precious guy, and he wants to give more tzedakah. 
So he wanted to know, he had learned in Yeshiva for years, he Baruch Hashem is doing very well. He wanted to know Hilchas what he should do. So we learned through the Aruch HaShulchan, all of Hilchas together. We made a Seder, we learned through Aruch HaShulchan, Hilchas to find out. And what we discovered is, the guy is doing very well, he has a brother who's very not well off. And we discovered his Iker Chiyiv is he should support his brother. Certainly it looks fancier, you get much more press. If he gives money to this cause, that cause, he'd be much more famous. You give it to your brother. In Shemayim, that's the biggest credit. I'm not saying he shouldn't give elsewhere. It's Ikar Chiyuv. Hakarav Karav Kaidim. The Halach your brother comes before others, and your, your family, your community comes before other communities. The one that's closer, Hashem Bashkacha put you there, they come first. The closer to you comes first. That's the rule. Akarav Karav Kaidim. His brother comes first. Rabbi say these these anhogas tovus. All of us should be zayicher to be kaina, so that we can be true to our mission of being loyal husbands, of being loyal fathers, and really passing on to the next door our responsibility and from our greatest missions in life to pass on to the next door. I want to tell you a maisa, guys. I want to tell you a maisa. I know a person who's a wonderful person. Who, wasn't, who always their lives wanted to teach to a massive Talmud Chacham, they didn't have Siata Deshmaya to be a Rebbe. They tried different things. Hashem, Hashem, didn't, Hashem didn't let. They sought so much Torah to teach. And it wasn't Bashert that they can teach Torah. But I want to tell you, this person's a melech in their own house. And they have tremendous nachas in their children and grandchildren. Beautiful b'nei tarimah, smidim, tzaddikim, they were maimed. He's a melech in his house. People look all over for their idealism. The first idealism, build a home. Build a home that you're proud of, a gorgeous mikdash. A beautiful safe haven of kedusha, of holiness. Build that home that you're proud of, that's joyous, that's vibrant, that's successful. All your children in your house are just sincere avdei Hashem because they grew up in such a home. All the people that are zeichet to be in your house, any guest, anybody, they're in a home of sincerity. I want to end with this. I'll end with. A, I want to tell you a funny practical advice. You know, sometimes a family has over guests. They have over guests. They're doing kiruv. I'm bringing out a point with this practical advice, Aryeh. This family has over Kirov. They have some local college students who are thinking about becoming from. They have some newly Bali Chuva family or family that are not yet from, a Russian family. So typically you spend the whole Suda focused on those guests. And your own children, shh, shh, you're like quieting them down. The best care of on earth and the best thing you should do during those students, focus on your own children. Focus on your own children. Focus, that's your obligation. And by the way, it's the best care of. They say you're a good father, your kids are fighting, go join the fight a little bit. Kishmak, Lebedek, enjoy your mishpacha. People make this whole pretend matziv. They ignore their kids and they think that's a matziv kiv. The most impressed they'll be is you handle the kids and you enjoy them. I always ask the Rebbeim and Yeshiva, I'll tell you the truth. 
I promise you it's not by accident. You know, it's very hard that you know the Shal Shudas Gishmak. The Friday night Shabbos Day Sudas are very hard to speak. The Kindalach are running around. It's not the Bachra making noise. Man, you can't hear that room. It's loud. The children, I asked them. I asked early. You can ask Rebezi. I asked the Rebbeim not to bring out their kids. The early years we got together for Yeshiva Sudas. So Rebbeim want to clear out the kids. You asked them what? I asked Rebbeim not to remove the children. Not to remove the children. Let the children be and they make noise. I did it for, I did it for the Bachram. I don't want to make an unrealistic match. Yeah, the Rebbe is supposed to hold. I like a Rebbe speaks holding his child. A Rebbe speaks. I like that. Yeah. That's that. I want the Bachram to see that Rebbeim have responsibilities as fathers and husbands. So I don't want the children shoot away. I want you to be Zaycha, to live with the Rebbeim, to see, yeah, they have responsibilities as fathers. So it's Lebedic, it's loud, it's not so easy to speak like that. Yeah, it's true. We're all fathers, we have Kindleloch. At their age, it's age appropriate to make noise. They're little kids. Remember, as long as you say during the Rub speech, be quiet. They grow up, their fathers are speaking all day and all night. So I said, you can't say be quiet when your father's speaking, then we never be able to talk. Make some noise beside there, so they're making noise. And it's good for you to see that people have people are fathers, you're obeying my fathers. It's good to see. So that's Rabbi says something that I want guys to think about this sense of mission. We should all be Zaikh the hepik of this parsha. This parsha which speaks about the person who raises a home of sinner and thus has the wayward child. We should all be Zaikh to have beautiful children, sincere children. We should be Zaikh to have houses of great shalom. Shalom Bainayam, Shrina Bainayam. When there's peace between husband and wife, the Shrina is between them. The Shrina resides in a home of Shalom Bayas. Every single person here, every single person here should be Zaychet at the house of Shalom.